Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's audio musing. My name is Darian Duckworth, and I am so glad you're here. For nearly a decade now, I have found great joy in writing mostly weekly blog posts on all the good things God is revealing in our world today. This weekly podcast is simply a reading of that post, an audio version of the written musing. I currently serve as a United Methodist pastor in Mississippi and hold a doctorate in end-of-life care. My ministerial passion is companioning individuals and congregations in grief, death, and dying. The views expressed are mine alone and not those of my employer or denomination. My hope is that this somewhat weekly reflection will give you permission to pause and reflect on God's goodness for a few minutes, to hear His voice, and perhaps see Him at work in a new way. Let's jump right in to this week's post. Today is November the 10th, 2021, and it is time once again for our monthly roundup of all good things on the website. This is something every month where I send out a newsletter with resources on the grief page, what's going on with yoga, as well as links to sermons and recent musings. And so today I want to begin with the resources for grief. The uh, links for all of this are in the show notes and can be found on my website. So this month with grief, uh, the first couple of recommendations I have go hand in hand with each other. They're both albums. Uh, they're both Christian music albums, and they both have stories that are rooted in uncertainty, fear, and grief, and the power of music uh, to help people heal. The first of those two albums is by the uh, the duo Shane and Shane. Uh, you've heard me talk about Shane and Shane many times here in the project, The Worship Initiative. They l- Last year, they released an album titled Vintage. It's a really, really cool album cover, too, with a hot air balloon. Uh, looks like over a desert. And they recorded this album during lockdown, during quarantine of 2020. And the reason that the songs, that they chose the songs that they did um, is because these were the songs that they grew up singing. Uh, songs like as the deer and awesome God and knowing you and draw me close. And these are the songs that I grew up singing as well. And the reason that they made these, uh, that they recorded these songs into uh, the album vintage is that they found themselves singing those, uh, going back to those old praise choruses, those old worship choruses that were so simple yet so powerful in the midst of so much uncertainty. What makes it even cooler is that they had to record the everything from their home studios virtually so they were not in the same room with each other. They had to do all the instruments themselves, all of the vocals, all of the mixing, um, everything that's usually requires many people to make an album. The two of them had to do um, with the resources that they had at home. And there's something beautiful about that, that in the midst of so much isolation and so much disconnection, that they were able to reconnect, not just with each other, but all of us with um, with the God who never leaves us or forsakes us. That's what music does for us. Music, especially worship music sung to Jesus, um, takes us out of the fear of the moment and into his eternal presence. And so I just love this album. And if you haven't checked it out, I hope that you will. The second album is in a similar vein, and it was actually just released on November 5th. The title of it is Faith of My Father. It is by Stephanie Gretzinger. If you know me, you know that I've been talking about this album for the past week, and it has a lot of the same songs um, that are on vintage. Uh, it's worship choruses, praise songs of uh, th- that were really well known in the 80s and 90s. Um, but the reason Stephanie Gretzinger recorded it is that she lost her father in 2020, and part of her grief, part of her grieving 
process was to record these songs. And she said that she was drawn back to these songs that she learned growing up under his spirit, her father's spiritual leadership, as well as his parenting. And I share on the website a beautiful statement that she put on Instagram when she released the album. And I encourage you to read that in, in, in full. But the album was recorded on the floor around the altar of the church she grew up in. And so as I was listening to these songs and knew knew the words so well, knew the melodies so well, just envisioning someone who's in the midst of grief at the, really coming to the feet of Jesus by coming to the altar and letting him heal her and inviting the father, uh, to her heavenly father, to heal her of the loss of her biological father. There's something so beautiful about that. The album is powerful. Um, whether you know these songs or not. I hope you do. If you don't, please learn them. Um, but if you, whether or not you know them, uh, check this, these two albums out. I hope that they will minister to your heart and bring some healing as they have been born out of a place of healing. The third resource that's on the grief page this month is a book that I read called Beautiful and Terrible Things, A Christian Struggle with Suffering, Grief, and Hope. The author is Christian M.M. Brady, and he is a religion scholar. He is a theologian, but he writes this book uh, because he is also a parent who has faced the horror of losing a child child. I often hear that the best resources for those who have gone through this tragedy are to hear the stories and read the stories of those who have experienced the same horror. Um, Brady lost his son to, uh, his nine-year-old son, to a sudden illness in 2012. And the thing about this book is that with even though with everything he knew about God, nothing could prepare him for the darkest of valleys. And he says that up front. But thankfully, Brady also knew God. And his writing is honest and painful and amazingly hopeful. He doesn't shy away from lament, but he also doesn't remain in despair. What I so appreciated are two things about this memoir. One is that he weaves scripture throughout the chapters like it's his second language. Uh, You can tell that the scripture is part of his everyday language, and that is so important to keep scripture as our foundation, even in the darkest and especially in the darkest of valleys. And the second is that there there are actually some great reflection questions and a study guide and some resources for of prayers and liturgies um, to use and, and to incorporate if you are in, say, a grief support group. Uh, this would be a great book for that, but it's also a great book for anyone who's just trying to uh, support and love those who have been through uh, a tremendous loss. So I encourage you to check this out. Again, the title is Beautiful and Terrible Things, and the author is Christian M.M. Brady. So that's what's going on on the grief page. And if you hop over to the yoga page, you will see that um, Advent is coming. And while we are going to continue our in-person yoga classes at the church on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. If you're near West Point, Mississippi, please join us. Um, that'll be uh, starting the uh, the week of November 28th. Uh, that would be November 30th that the in-person class will be. But I'm really excited that um, for the four weeks of Advent, every Wednesday at noon, uh, we're going to have a virtual yoga class posted on YouTube as well. Now, for privacy reasons, I do like to leave these videos unlisted instead of being public. But if you are interested in having a 30-minute weekly yoga practice during Advent to practice at your convenience, please just contact me at the link uh, in the show notes and it'll open up an email address for me. Let me know and I'll be glad to send you uh, on the email list every week uh, for the four weeks of Advent, the links to the videos. So uh, we'll be using the lectionary as our guide and I am really excited about this. I hope you will sign up. The first virtual class will drop on December the 1st, which is believe it or not, just a few weeks away. 
We are also wrapping up a recent sermon series on the book of Hebrews. You can find the link in the show notes to uh, the most recent messages. Uh, I was especially excited uh, this past Sunday, which was November the 7th, um, for what developed in the message there, because we had a little girl in the church who um, came to early worship, but then she wanted to come to the second worship service because she wanted more communion bread. And uh, that figured in beautifully to the passage from Hebrews. And so I want to encourage you to take a listen to that. And also I shared in the show notes as well as in the newsletter, um, a post that I wrote seven years ago um, that oddly enough was very similar to one I wrote just a month ago. If you liked the post um, that I did about um, learning to worship on Sundays again, um, then be sure to check out this the musing from seven years ago entitled, Why Not to Go to Church? I hope you will enjoy this and other musings from the archive. In conclusion today, hear these words from one of the readings of All Saints Day, from Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 through 4. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. To read today's and other musings, learn about Christian yoga, find resources on grief and hope, and much more, visit my website, www.darianduckworth.com. A link is in the show notes, along with a song selection to accompany the musing. Speaking of music, a special thanks to Julius H. at Pixabay for the lovely music we are able to use on the podcast. You can listen to Julius's original compositions at the link in the show notes. I look forward to visiting with you again next week. And until then, all good things to each of you.